scripture memory verse tonight, Proverbs 10, 17, he who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Proverbs 10, 17. Anybody else? He that keeps the... Where's it at, Ray? Oh. Proverbs 10, 17. He is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuses reproof fareth. Proverbs 10, 17. Good job, Ray. King James Version. Yes. <coughs> Anybody else? Proverbs 10, 17. He, he who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Proverbs 10, 17. Good job. Anybody else? Anybody else want to try it? Good job, Rita. Now remember that the reason we're here, and since it's been last year since we've done this, was Proverbs 123. Turn at my rebuke, and surely I will pour my spirit out upon you. I will make my words known to you. Proverbs 123. And then we moved over to look at this, his instruction. He who keeps that word that he makes known to you, he who keeps the instruction is in the way of life, but the one who refuses that word or that correction or that instruction errs, goes astray. Erith is the King James. I can't even hardly say that word. So I, I like goes astray a little bit better than Erith. Anybody else? Uh, Proverbs 10, 17. As always, we do scripture memory verse, not just to wash your mind. This is how the washing and the cleansing uh, of your mind happens. Is when, you, when you're making room in your life for God, drawing near to God, He draws near to you. When you're, when you're beginning to memorize it, it's washing and cleansing. You're learning truth, and you can dismiss error from your life. You can dismiss the lie that you think you have been grown up with. And if you look at this, look at it. What is it? It is instruction. Listen to me, because we live in a world of rebellion that doesn't want to take instructions, doesn't want to listen. I mean, think about it. Most, most men, maybe some women, you get something and you don't want to follow the instructions. You don't even want to read the instructions. You think you can put it together without even asking the creator who made it how to do it. And I don't know how many times in my life, maybe you not, maybe I'm just the only nutcase, that I've tried to put something together to find out when you're almost done that you've put one piece on it backward. You've got something shifted around. You're like, oh, well, that's why they said you're supposed to put B into C and C into D and you make it in this order. Listen, we need to listen to instructions, not just to read it, but to obey it and follow it in an order or we might have our ladder against the wrong wall at the end of our life. You get to the end and you're like, wait a minute, back then I should have been doing A to B and listening to that instruction, but now I'm over here on D and I skipped C. 
Now, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, listen, you can always repent, you can always turn at that time and receive that correction, but it happens so much that we don't listen to the instruction and move the way God wants us to move. I'm not telling you he's going to kick you out of heaven, but it makes life a little bit easier if you listen to the instruction. Not just, not just, I mean, turn at my rebuke. I will pour my spirit out of you, who is the teacher. He's the guide. He's the leader. He's the one that's washing and cleansing you. I will make my words known to you. Listen to me. What do we need to know in life? The word of God. In order to be a child of God, we need to know the word of God and believe God. Listen, it's not about, we talked about this uh, earlier, I think, but it's not about believing God. You know how many people say, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. God never tries to prove that he's real in here. He never tries to prove anything. There's no place you can find in here that, that God tries to convince you that he is. God just is. But what does he want you to do? He wants you to believe his promises. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Not Abraham believed in God. Abraham believed God. Believe what? That God said, I'm going to provide a sacrifice for you in the future. And when he trusted him and listened to instruction and went forward, he came out of where? Ur of Chaldean. They were worshiping the devil there. He came out of Ur of Chaldean and listened to God and listened to his instruction. And you know what? There were times when he went astray. Remember, he had, he had, he had his wife, and she was, she was beautiful, and they went down to Abimelech, and, and they're down there, and, and he goes, oh, she's my sister. Tell them, do this favor to me. Tell them you're my sister, not my wife, because if, if they see you're a babe and, and, and you're my wife, they'll kill me so that they can have you as their wife. You know, and he went a little bit astray, and God had to rebuke Abimelech, not Abraham. Wake up. Listen to me. God rebukes Abimelech, which is a title for the king of Egypt at that time. It's not Pharaoh at that time. It's probably pronounced Ahimelech, but listen. And then he says to Abraham, pray for them. That's pretty amazing stuff, really. But God, God loves you. So this word here, actually with instruction, keepeth his instruction can be correction. Learn from the correction. See, because when we reproofs of correction are the way of life, Proverbs 6 23 tells us. Proverbs 6 23, the law is a lamp and the word is a light. Reproofs of correction are the way of life. In other words, you and I, we are wrong and we need to be corrected practically. Positionally, Jesus has already perfectly completed that for us. Practically, we're learning what the Word of God says, and we're learning to obey it. And in that, it is correction. He is correcting us in the ways that we're doing it wrong. We're listening to bad instruction. Because you know there are those guys out there. Listen, when I was in college taking technical report writing, our teacher told us that she used to write instruction manuals and never seen the product. She would write instruction manuals. Listen to me, this is very important. She would write manuals in how to put things together and never see the product because she would do it according to what somebody was telling her it should say. Now listen, because this is important because Christians, they do that. 
Oh, I believe God. I believe in God. And then they listen to what somebody else says, and they never go put their hands on the product, the God that they say that they believe in. They never go and draw near to Him and get in His Word and let His light shine in their face and then go tell somebody else about that instruction. Walk it out in front of them. But they will let somebody else write a manual for them, a book for them, write something down for them, and they'll go, man, that was profound. Wait a minute, what did God say? We've got to keep His instruction. Keep His instruction. And, and, and I like the way the King James, sometimes I, I bring this out. Now listen to me. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. New King James. Listen to the King James as Ray quoted. He, and it has in brackets, is in, so it's not in the original Hebrew. It just says he, the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuses reproof errant. So it's inferred he is in the way of life that keepeth instruction. Notice the context. Now the context is about the way of life, not the person who's keeping it. See, when the New King James writes it, they make the context about you and me keeping it, but the King James makes it about the inheritance, the way of life. The King James makes it the right way in this instance. But many times we can flip it around and think that it's all about me. It's all about me keeping it. No, Jesus already kept it for you. And if that's true in your life, there'll be evidence of that correction. And you'll begin to be in the way of the life because of that and receive more correction. And then you won't go astray. But you can't just go, oh, I'll pick and choose which ones I like. And I'll refuse the other ones because I don't like them because somebody told me that that's what that was. And that's just Greg's opinion. See, when you have a relationship with Jesus, who is the way... He said in the New Testament, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <coughs> now we bring this back into context. He, the way of life, keepeth instruction. He did it perfectly for you. You can receive that. That's your position. But now you need to know that when you receive that and believe that, Automatically, there should be fruit that you're keeping instruction. You have a heart to want to keep instruction. You have a heart to want to know what instruction, what word you should be keeping. You should be guarding. Because if you don't, and you refuse to search that out and look for that, then you're going to be going astray. You can't look for somebody else to live your relationship for you. You have to come and have that personal relationship where you draw near. This is the important part, is that there is a way that seems right in a man's heart, but its end is death. Are you with me? It says twice in the Bible, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. There is a way that seems right, but its end is in death. This is the way we want to know about and you have to listen to the correction of life, to the reproofs of life, to the instruction of life. What does God say? Do you believe God? Not, I believe in God. No, do you believe God? Because he's still speaking. He's still talking. He wants to speak to you and instruct you about your life, about your habits, about your bents, about your worship, about the way that you can be washed and cleansed. And when you receive it, 
you're going to be changed. But if you refuse it, you go astray. You, oh, you can think in your mind you're okay. But that's the self-deception that happens if you don't follow his way. And this isn't like, oh my goodness, because God's not looking to kick us out of heaven. If he was, he would have just left us out of heaven. He didn't have to come and die and give us his most prized possession. He's looking for ways to, to bring back his banished ones into his family. But those that are looking for the way of life, they're looking also to receive correction because they understand that they are the person that walked away. They are the one that sinned. They are the one that needs to humble themselves and listen to the instruction. They did not create anything, but he created us and then died for us. So we need to read his instruction lest we err by reading somebody else's instruction. That's why the Bible is here for you. And you know, people go, yeah, but that was written by, I don't even want to talk to those people right now. I'm talking to you guys that say you're Christians. All them excuses means you don't believe God. Oh, but the Bible was written by men. Well, then he ain't God then to you. If you think the Bible was written by men and God couldn't control those men to make sure they wrote down the right stuff, then he's not a very big God. So you don't believe the God I'm talking about. Because the God I'm talking about, can't nobody mess this up. The very moment that he was supposed to come and die for us, he came and died for us by the power of his spirit because he's everywhere and he's working all this stuff out for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes now listen he who keeps keepeth king james it, it means to guard it means to protect but it means to be circumspect with also in other words circumspect means to walk as diligently or as carefully as possible with what you already know See, we live all these haphazard lives doing whatever we want. We say, well, I said a prayer, I'm okay. No, we're supposed to be welcome circumspectly. Paul says in Ephesians, see then that you walk circumspectly, redeeming the times, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. Be then, always be being filled with the Holy Spirit of promise, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then he tells them to submit to one another. And that's a very important thing. Because just like in marriage. Think about this for a minute. We are called in marriage to love our wives as Christ loved the church. But we're called to submit to one another also. And love each other as Christ died for each other. It's the same thing. It's a life that's of sacrifice all the time. For other people. Because that's what Jesus did. That's what love does. It dies. My wife won't let me love her though. And then. <laughs> you're not married right now. <laughs> so. Then. Again. Christ followed the instruction of God the Father perfectly. Perfectly. He did everything that he was instructed to do his entire life. Even to the point of death death on a cross and now he's been lifted up and he's been given the name above all names that one day every knee will bow to the praise of his glory so are you looking to keep correction that, that's the way the word could actually be he who keeps correction is in the way of life the way of life is keeping correction if you turn it back around to King Jameth, 
It's keeping correction. That's the way of life. Then you are concerned about being corrected and staying correct and walking circumspectly and being diligent about being a witness for Christ. These are all parts of it, but you can't do it by yourself. You have to do it with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding. And, and again, sometimes when you read these, you think, well, why did they do what they did? Because it's instruction in the first line, it's correction in the second. They're not the same word, but they both mean correction. They both mean instruction. They both can mean reproof. They both can mean rebuke. They both mean, get this one, chastisement. Because God chastises those he loves. Now here, this is the way, uh, this is the way a lot of times we learn. At least he showed me this all my life is in making mistakes, recognizing mistakes. And, and you know, you think of chastisement. It's chastisement isn't always a good spanking. It's not always that you have to crash your car to learn to stop driving that fast. It, but chastisement can just be the rebukes of life. And when God's speaking to you, he speaks in different ways to all of us. But typically, it's in chastisement because we are his children. We're trying to live our own way when he has given us instructions and he says, don't do that. That's going to kill you. That's chastisement. It can be a word. Sometimes you can speak to your child and they correct. Sometimes it takes a little bit more. If you don't correct with just the word, now it's got to go a little bit further. And then at the meantime, you're still doing what you were doing. And God's got to bring something a little bit different or allow something because of your sin to come that's a little bit different. But in all of it, he's trying to correct you. He wants you to judge your life, to deal with your life, and ask him to forgive you and train you and teach you and lead you in the way you're supposed to go. But once you receive it, you're supposed to continue to hold on to it, keep it, guard it, attend to it, take heed to it. Here's one. It means to mark. Isn't there a lot of marks in the Bible? Cain had a mark on him. The devil wants to put a mark on us. This word for keepeth means to mark it. In Mark other words, you learned it. Huh? Mark wrote his own book. Mark did write his own book. <laughs> and so you mark it. Listen, I put over next to Mark when I wrote it down, mark the trail. Think about it. And you, you guys might just think he's an old coot, but I used to watch Daniel Boone all the time. And if you was going into new territory, you'd mark your trail so you can find your way back out. Right? So that you know that if that's the wrong path, I need to come back out. I want to mark the things that you know are God and that God has spoke to you. Then you want to have a stone of remembrance. You want to have a mark to remember that. And your life should show that. It should have a mark on you that leads to righteousness. A mark that shows evidence of righteousness. A mark that clearly portrays that you are living for Christ. And the trail that you're on, the way, the trodden path that you're on, that's what that means. The trodden path that you're on is being valued and decided and corrected and made straight by the Word of God, who is the living Word of God, Jesus Christ. So you can mark it. You can mark the trail and, and, and live on that trail and keep walking. That Actually, the word keepeth is a watchman, too. This word is used in so many different ways. We are called to be watchmen. So if I'm marking the trail and I'm walking rightly, now I'm being a watchman for somebody else who is not or who may be following me. And if I see them not doing the right thing, then I want to show them, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But see, today's culture, they don't want you speaking up. And I thought about this today. I was pondering. 
and I, and I was sharing with a co-worker and he said um, I don't want you to tell me that anymore he goes I don't want to hear that anymore I said oh, okay I said I'll probably tell you about it some more though listen to me I, I looked I thought about the Bible I thought you know what every person in the Bible that was persecuted that died for Jesus they were not talking to people who wanted to hear it. Nobody persecutes you because they like what you're saying. Nobody kills you and stones you to death because they like. Nobody crucifies you because they like what you're saying. But somehow in our culture today, we've come up with this idea that we only speak the gospel to people who want to hear it. That's what our churches and our buildings have made us think. But all of the people that were martyrs and died and were witnesses for Christ died because they told people they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want light in their face. And yet today we go, well, they got their right to just not hear it. Well, no. Uh, what if Jesus would have done that? Or Paul would have done that? Or Peter would have said, you know what? That first whooping was bad. I ain't going back. Just think about it. Everybody that's been persecuted since Cain slew Abel is because they didn't like what they heard from the other person or how the other person lived. They wanted to put out the light. They wanted to put out the witness. They wanted to get rid of the mark that was on the man of God, of righteousness. The one who wanted to obey God. They're trying to get rid of that mark. Well, how do they do that? Well, I don't know. Maybe by pharmacy. Maybe you should wake up. Maybe you should think about this. Because Revelation 13 says there's one coming. That he's going to try to put a mark on you. And that mark is going to reveal which way you're in. And he's going to deceive you into taking that mark. Whether it's a tattoo, whether it's a chip, whether it's just your lifestyle that marks the way you're on. All of them matter. Will you stand? Will you be one that's in the way of life? Or will you be one that's okay with the way of death? Listen, we have to keep it. We have to guard it. We have to be watchmen. Here's another one. Another one here. Let me just, I, I just love this because that's why I looked these words up. Another way that it is translated in the Old Testament is to look narrowly. You know, Jesus says that wide is the gate to destruction and many go there. But narrow is the path to life and few find it. <clears throat> That's what the word keeping, this chastisement, keeping this correction, keeping the instruction. It's a natural thing that we want to do by a supernatural God, <clears throat> but our old nature wants to step away from it. Our old nature wants to I already said a prayer. I've already been doing pretty good. I've already been following Jesus. I could do a little bit of this in the world. Be careful with that. Be careful with that. Because he who refuses, <coughs> he who loosens is another way that could be translated. If you loosen your grip from instruction, loosen your grip from the way of life, you might go astray. That's what it says. That's what this text is about. Turn at my rebuke and I will pour my spirit out on you, God says. 
He'll pour his spirit out on us. He'll make his word known to us. Is his word becoming known to you after you've been living for Christ for such a time? Then maybe we're not turning. That's the first thing is to turn. To turn. Repent. Turn around and stop living in the dead culture and start living life in the way of life. <coughs> in fact, it says in 29.1, I like the book of Proverbs. I don't know if you guys read them for the day. I try to always read them for the day. I'm not perfect at it. <coughs> Excuse me. I need some water. He who is often rebuked and hardens his heart will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Isn't it funny that those are words that we use for doctoring, remedies? We use some of these words for remedy because our souls are sick. Our decisions can be sick. Isn't it funny that sickness is one of the things that we talk about a lot and we're worried about and we think sickness causes death and the real death we should be worried about is going astray, being in air, being cast into hell. That's the real death we should be worried about, not the physical one because this physical one doesn't last. There's going to be a spiritual death. Proverbs 29.1 When you harden your neck, it's called mule neck. It means mule neck. You know, what happens with a mule that won't do what it's supposed to do? They put a bridle in its mouth and they yank it around with guns on it and they make it do what it's told to do. So, anyway, Anybody else want to try the verse? Proverbs 10, 17. Memorized it. I love to memorize scripture, but it, you know, it's easy to memorize scripture after you do it for a while, but very hard to live it. I go from one scripture, or one verse to another, and I forget the one I memorized the week before. Can <laughs> but when you're when you are memorizing scripture and you are looking to share it when you're looking to share it with somebody the Holy Spirit will bring it back up it's a well of deep water it's murky water if it's the counsel of the world with with, with uh, uh, earthly central demonic wisdom but it's a deep well of wisdom that the Holy Spirit can pull up out of and bring refreshing water to somebody if we're looking to refresh souls, if we're looking to feed souls that are dying. And you know what? People just don't want correction. People just don't want correction. But I'm telling you right now, we need to speak up as people of God, especially when we see the instructions are being written by a bunch of antichrists. The instructions and the rules are being written by antichrists, and the church wants to go along with it. The church wants to follow it. The church wants to say we need to do what they're doing. I don't think that that's why Paul and them were persecuted because they were obeying everybody around them. They were killed and stoned to death because they were telling them about a God who has given life and everything is different from what you're doing in your life. And we need to turn and repent and we need to continue to learn this word or this instruction So that we don't go astray. And go astray is this. Now listen, because you might think, oh, go astray. Think about your GPS. If you don't listen to it, it's telling you where to go. Do you think you'll ever get there? You might wander around. A blind squirrel will find a nut every once in a while. Better but, get a gremlin. 
they're more accurate than the GPS. Uh-uh. So when you use the word of God to lead you where you're going, here's what error means. Here's what go astray means. It can also be translated to vacillate. So you need to be walking circumspectly. You can't just go, well, I'll get to that if I want to, when I want to, and never get to it. When you hear truth, when you hear the word of God, when you hear his voice, that's the time to obey. Because it gets harder to obey later. It gets harder to obey later. The 50th time you've heard him say to you, do this, or I love you, please do this, then you're saying, ah, that's not really God. Because I'm having fun doing this. That's not really God. And I'm okay right now. This is not about being okay right now. This is about believing the word of God, believing the voice of God, believing the instruction of God. Because that's the only way we can have the hope of God. We can't make it up and say, I seem to be doing fine now. Look at our culture. Look at what look what is called good in church. If you've got a great big building and a rocking band and everybody's coming there and they think you're popular and you're dressing like the culture, you're doing music like the culture, all of that stuff is popular. Is that following the instruction of God? Are they being persecuted? The world comes and interviews them and talks with them. The world's not mad at them. The world likes what they're doing. Because it's not the instruction of God. I'm sorry. I'm just the messenger. You can cut my head off, or you can say, Lord, are we really doing what we should be doing to be the people that belong to your house, that follow your instruction, that live according to your spirit? The ones that have humbled themselves and decided that they were wrong and you are right? We want to receive instruction? Because you can stray really easily. You can be deceived or seduced. Made to stagger is go part of this go astray. Made to stagger. That's not a straight line. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. He doesn't say He's going to take the pain out, the suffering out. Through much persecution shall you enter the kingdom of God. Through much suffering shall you enter the kingdom of God. Wow, where did all that go? It's going on in other countries. I guarantee you right now. It's going on in other countries. <clears throat> the important thing to note, again, King James, he is in the way of life that keepeth instruction. This is not working in the salvation. It's not if you keep instruction, you can be in the way of life. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the evidence is if you're in the way of life, you're already looking to keep instruction. That's your heart. That's your bed. You're not looking to see how far you can go into the world and stay saved. Those that are in the way of life have a heart to keep the rules of God's house. Now, Greg, you're talking about the law, the rules. That... No, I'm talking about God's heart that he sent down to die for us who kept all the rules. He kept all the instruction. And he was the way of life. He breathed upon us, and he gives us new life. And we say we have it, and then we go, ah, you know what? 
Maybe I'll do that next week. I'm just going to vacillate a little here. That's seduction. That's your flesh seducing you. It might not be the world. Self-deception is the only type of deception I see. If we're in the way of life and we continue to live the way we've always lived, that's self-deception. And we all do it. Believe me, you, I am not pointing at you. I'm just preaching the gospel to us. Okay, next week's scripture. We're going to stay. We're not going away. I love the Proverbs. So we're going to stay there. Let's do 1927. That was a good year. 1927. You can see I was reading it yesterday, right? 19th was yesterday. Was 19th yesterday? No. 19th was two days ago. This is the 21st, right? 1927. Cease. This is where the progression comes in. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Oh. It, go, it keeps progressing. Yes. Proverbs 19.27 uh, write that down, memorize it, let's look at it next week. Let's find out what God would say to his church from his word, from his instruction. And believe me, this is 66 books, 40 authors, all written by the Holy Spirit through these people that were listening to instruction. They were not perfect, but they were being perfected. They were not perfect, but they were looking to keep instruction. Father, we give you praise. Bless our memories so we can memorize your scripture and cleanse our minds so we can be more like you. In Jesus' name, for his glory, amen.